You know what I was, uh, <laughs> you know, I woke up singing this morning. What? Ain't nobody gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna hold me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. That's a banger. That is a banger. That one comes on and you're like, this song's cheesy. And then by the end of it, you're like, yes, sign me up. Play that again. It's a one hit, um, one hit wonder there. Who is that? Uh, I forget what the guy's name is. Uh, it's called Break My Stride. I think it's Matthew Wheeler or something. Oh, yeah. Old Matt Wheeler. Matt, yeah, your favorite. No, Matthew Wilder. Matthew Wilder. Man, this guy's <laughs> talking about talking about drip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to put it in this. This is what that dude looks like. Think about what you think that guy looks like, and then yeah. let me show you what this this is here. Oh my god! <laughs> he looks like Jeff Foxworthy had a kid with Richard Simmons. He does. He really. That's the accurate description. Yeah. Wow. Ain't, no, ain't nobody gonna break his stride. Clearly. Ain't nobody gonna get near him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's on a watch list somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that mustache is on its own watch list. This mustache is like, wow, that mustache was out of date in the '80s when it, when he's rocking it. He's the only one to ever have it. Yeah, <laughs> the shadows underneath it make it look. It's, I don't know, man. Maybe he was a cool dude. It's it's ominous. That mustache is ominous. That neckline <laughs> on that shirt makes me want to call it a blouse. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit it really is a blouse. It's it's got the the it's a t shirt with the the for those of you at home, it's a t shirt with the neck cut out of it, like the the crew neck cut out of it. What what did you Google search to find this picture of this man? Break my stride. And, that's what and then you hit images. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. That was Great. on the BBC website. Mm. That's where I got that one from. You know BBC stays selling people out. They do. Old Matt Walsh. Yeah. He's looking a lot better now. Look at this. Let me show oh, you. Here we this go. is great. For, I can't wait this to is see. Great for the listeners for an yeah. audio only podcast. Fuck the listeners, this is about us. Look, look at this glow up. Bam. Whoa. He looks nah, younger. Boy. He looks younger now than he did in the eighties. He looks better. He, <laughs> he looks, looks better, a lot better. I don't know. One one fedora per crew, but you know. <laughs> yeah i like it i think he looks great he uh better facial hair scheme yeah yeah it's although just let the beard grow you know yeah nice long hair yeah that knowing smile yeah it's got a good smile he, he looks like your auntie on <laughs> christmas morning after she got you the gift your parents wouldn't get you <laughs> yeah she yeah. the cool the cool auntie yeah yeah um that's the smile of a man who's made a lot of money off of one song. 
yeah. his whole life. That's, she... that's a smile of a man who's had way too many blowjobs <laughs> off of one song. Off of one song. He lived it up in the 80s. I think he's a producer or something. I think he did m- music for Disney or something. Okay. Yeah. I, I, this is Matthew Wilder. It's a Matthew Wilder fan podcast now. So. Uh, he wrote a, he wrote the music for Disney an, Disney's animated feature film Milan and provided the singing voice for the character Ling. Well, yeah. Well, here we go. Here we go. That's this year. You got it. Uh, welcome to I only like their old stuff, the podcast where we answer the question: What's the hype? I'm Jay Ho, and with me is Groove. Hey yo. This is episode. 200 unfucking believable 200 and of course we didn't plan anything special for it but um unbelievable yeah <laughs> what we planned special for it we was we planned to record and then i canceled and then we planned to record and then you forgot and yeah. then we planned to record and i slept in <laughs> yeah so the, the the episode the the 200th episode almost didn't happen you know um it was supposed to happen six weeks ago yeah so but here it is and uh yeah it only took us it's been what 12 years of this have we been doing this 12 years um yeah uh, <laughs> it's a shame there's no way to determine. oh my god i thought you were joking but no wait we have probably what was the when did we start it, was it? 2007 Pro- yeah how long ago was that 15 years 15 ago 15 years ago was it 2007 was episode one 15 years to just record 200, 200 shitty episodes. episodes that's each one worse than the one before yeah that's uh well, it's been kind of a bell curve um <laughs> that's, that's... You're right. we are in a slump though we need to get back to like you know we need to get back to acting like this is worthwhile yeah well, I yeah, and I I would like to do that because I miss I miss recording more frequently. But we've both been busy and stuff's yeah been going on. But you know, congrats to us for <laughs> taking taking fifteen years to do something that other podcasts have done in uh, what uh, like three years, two years. A lot of people said it couldn't be done, you know. Yeah. Uh, but here we are, successful. Yeah. yeah. Beyond our wildest dreams, we are uh, seasoned. Uh, full of wisdom you know for those kids starting out today thinking you know starting a podcast is a good idea we say well we got a couple questions for you number one are you straight <laughs> yeah number two are you white right, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah number three most importantly are you a man and if you can meet those you know standards there is hope for you in the podcasting community you know people will want to listen to your opinions yeah your stories yeah. Um, they won't get tired if after 200 episodes you're making the same cackling witch jokes. A the cackling same... witch. <laughs> Which aren't even your jokes. No. We, we, the same we... Budweiser <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People, yeah. Here's the thing. People love nostalgia. So it's on an, isn't it on a 20-year cycle? So here in another five years, when we get to episode 212. Yeah. Yeah. The, like people are gonna be like, like oh. it'll be Gen semicolon, yeah, 
And they're going to be like, oh, we're really into this podcast. It's, real, it's <laughs> a throwback. I only like their old stuff. Yeah, it's a throwback. It's it's retro. I mean, like, you only want to listen to the first 60 episodes, though. Yeah. And then then, and then we're good. Um, then yeah, the, out. <laughs> the world really needs more mediocre white dudes to giving their opinions. You know, we so, say that every time, but the truth is, these people keep coming back to they us. Do. They we're, do. We're good. We're funny. We are. We're hilarious. Yeah. I'll say it. We're funny. You're funny in that fucking visor, man. How's that? Just... It's a, it's a, for those of you at home, I'm, I'm wearing. I've got a. I've got a visor, like a visor you would wear, like a. Like I should be dealing poker right now. Yeah, except um, it's it's like brown and not green. Yeah, it's orange actually. It's like an. It's like a burnt orange. It's it's not a green. burnt orange, and it perfectly matches this absurd shirt which you have unbuttoned one button too many no i think to I show me the yeah. depths of your cleavage more. <laughs> and the thing that it wouldn't be that bothersome if you you tuck your chin down and look at me through the top of your visor about once every time <laughs> that's the beauty of the visor you can see through it so you can you know it's the most absurd it is the most absurd thing i've ever seen you wear and i've seen you wear uh enough bubble wrap to not oh no no that was that that was owen that wore that oh yeah 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 i'm gonna have to put a picture of the uh this in the uh instagram group or something Oh, I already filmed. <laughs> you did? Okay. Got the footage. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a fit. It's a fit. Don't, you know, I wore it to celebrate our 200 episodes. So. Oh, that's why you yeah. wore that? Yeah. 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 You know, whatever. What are some other notable things that are 200? I mean, obviously, 200 kilos is 440 pounds. Yeah. Everybody um, knows that. Is that, isn't that, didn't Ghostface? have that as a sample and on fish scale a kilo is a thousand grams easy to remember yeah as a, yeah that's oh, it the kilo got the money man <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a great album fish yeah scale. it fish is skill is a is a really good album by uh ghostface one of my favorite solo uh mutang you know easy to remember <laughs> yeah. Whoever got the kilos got the money man <laughs> All around the world. How does it? Anyway, yeah, yeah, I fucking love that song. Yeah, that's a great. That album from start to finish is really good. Um, <laughs> Iron Man, you know Tony Stark's. Yeah. Um, what is that? What other two hundred? What other things are two hundred? Two hundred. I mean, I, I just know. figured since you were the one to note that it was our 200th episode, you would also notable. have some, you know, notable 200s. That's Bicentennial. Oh, the Bicentennial, 1976. Notable 200s. Nothing comes up in Google. Nothing. Great. Nothing. What's the hype? Are we getting into the what's the hype? Yeah, let's just move on. All right. Send us, listeners, send us your favorite thing with 200 in it i know you won't um a couple hype my number one hype is that we hit episode 200 
Yeah. That's some hype. Uh, I've missed... So what are some other notable 200s? <laughs> well, just Google just let me down. How, how can you not come up with something in Google? You would think I put notable 200s in Google, and it says the 100 greatest songs of 2000. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's close. Not even 200 greatest songs. What was the greatest song of 2000? Uh, well, I would have to go through the whole list to, uh, I don't know. I don't know what songs were in, were made in 2000. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. It's, uh, now I've lost it. I don't see it anymore. So I don't, we can't even, I, I, whatever. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of what was popular in the year 2000. Give me some, yeah. Hit me with some tracks. I hope you dance. <laughs> yeah, who was that? This thing's that. Leanne Womack. Leanne Womack. Yeah, yeah. In sync. In sync had a couple. This is peak in sync. Okay. They had bye bye bye. Yeah. It's gonna be me. Okay. It's my life. <laughs> That's some Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Eminem was popular. His song Stan came yeah. out in 2000. And then my nomination would be Aaliyah's Try Again. That's a good song, but I've got, there's, there's one greatest song of 2000, and I'm looking at the Billboard year end Hot 100. They have number one. I guess this is based on popularity or number of weeks on the chart if, or something. If you say who let the dogs out, I'm going to climb <laughs> through the computer and I'm going to I'm going to fight you. That's secretly the best one of, but I'm not going to say that. Number one, they had uh, "Breathe" by Faith Hill is number one, um, which I didn't even know that song. Um, no, the greatest song is what they have ranked as number two. Uh, it is "Smooth," which by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. It's going to be a hot one. You know, <laughs> uh, great, what may, some would say the greatest song ever made. You know, somebody, one of the girls say. that I coach at the gym, she's 23 years old, right? Yeah, and she's like totally plugged in with what's cool and what's not cool. Yeah, and she, she kind of like she every now and again, <laughs> I'll try to like play into a joke, and it's just obvious that she doesn't see me as like a peer. Yeah. You know? And like one day she was like, uh, it's giving dad vibes. And I was like, ah, you know, I was like, just, just destroyed. Right. And, but like we follow each other on Instagram and she's, I mean, she's hilarious. She's probably the funniest person at the gym. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> she put, She'll put songs on her Instagram story every now and again, you know, yeah, just yeah. like what she's listening to. Yeah. She put Maria, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> she put that on her fucking story and I reacted like with laughing. Yeah. And she was like, what's wrong? This song's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> that was Santana featuring uh, Wyclef, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that same album. Uh, yes yeah that, i'm going to that album today yeah you got i'm to. going to that album today Money, money. <laughs> so like, of a west side story no, that's like, yeah. <laughs> yes that's yeah, it yeah i saw i saw those two words maria maria 
with that album artwork. Yeah. And I immediately had that. I immediately had that Wyclef beat in my fucking head, yeah. like for the rest yeah. of the day. And it was, and it was both hilarious. And she was like, what, what? It's good. I was like, yeah, it is good. It's great. That song is great. It's also the funniest thing you've put up today. Yeah. It's also, yeah. Hilarious. Uh, actually that Maria Maria was number three of the year in 2000. So Santana had a big year in 2000, number two and number three on the billboard chart for the year. That's amazing. And that, that's, that's amazing. A, that album is, is a big deal. You know what he did on, <laughs> he woke up on January 1st of 2000 and he said, it's going to be a hot year. <laughs> it's going to be a hot one. It's yeah. Be a hot he did. One. Um, also, My life. there were some bangers that year. Uh, Amazed by Lone Star, you know, another classic nope, that you hear at a wedding. Um, how about, uh, can I interest you in, uh, uh, let's see here. What's a good one? Uh, Oops, I did it again. Yeah, there you go. Uh, how about how about a little song called The Thong Song? All right. <laughs> all, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. What? <clears throat> that song came on at the gym three days ago. Yeah. I don't care anymore. You know, both of us, you and I, we try to be careful with our language. Yeah. We yeah. don't want to get canceled, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to say it now. Yeah. That's a good song. I, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a great pop song. Like, yeah. it is like. Everybody laughed as soon as it came on. Yeah. And 15 seconds later, everybody got real quiet and they started bobbing. They were like, this is actually kind of, yeah, it's, it falls in that, it falls in that break my stride category where it's like, ah, this song is so stupid. Actually, this song, I'm kind of enjoying this song. Like uh, not ironically, not ironically enjoying it. Cisco and Maddie Walsh. Yeah. Let me sing it again. Yeah. Dumps like a truck. Dumps like a truck. you still say that. I do. I do. <laughs> In the most respectful way <laughs> possible, you respectful. still say dumps like a truck. Dumps like a truck. 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 Yeah. Oh, it's a man. great song and, and a fantastic video. <laughs> just little, little Cisco, Cisco dancing just, across the beach. Just dancing across the beach and doing flips and stuff. Um. That song was so big. I remember I I, I was I, back then I subscribed to several comic books. Um and there was an issue of Spider-Man that had the thong song in it essentially. It was like a parody of it cuz he was like walking on the beach and he just sees like a, a Cisco parody singing the thong song. So that song was everywhere. Well, Cisco, he stayed on. He just was on Miami Beach all the time. <laughs> That's just where he, that, he's still there. Flipping. He's still there, dancing singing that song. Um, man, Nelly's Country Grammar came out that year, two thousand. Great song. One of the most underrated hip hop albums of all time. Yeah, uh, fantastic. In album. my top twenty. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Stuff, man. That's good stuff right. that year. Um. Well, that's pretty good hype. Yeah. Well, that's and that's that was just the that wasn't even my full hype. My hype to tie it back into IOLTOS. Uh, it, my actual hype is uh, well, two, I actually got two hypes, three hypes. Episode two hundred. Uh, I got a new bottle of Batch Hands. Jackie came home with with two bottles of Batch Hands, and the Ooh, new Mars. 
the new what? His nurse. Yeah the the new bottles have a new cap on them. So really? if you're a Batchans fan, you know how that one of the one of the uh, one of the pitfalls of the the Batchans bottle was that that the little nozzle would get clogged. You ever mm-hmm. had that problem? You have to constantly like rinse it out. They got it, the new one's like a flip top thing, so it flips and it's got like okay. a, more of an opening to it, so it's easier to dispense. Thank so, goodness. Yeah, Thank you, goodness. You still on the batch ants? You got any? Uh, I mean, I don't eat as uh, I don't eat the meals that would call for batch ants <laughs> as frequently as I used to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I've got. Uh, I don't know. I've got like three bottles in my because I had a subscription for a long time, and I like kind of like collected a bunch of bottles. Yeah, and so I've got three or four bottles nice. in the pantry. Yeah, but I I might have to act like I'm real nice to some people and give those bottles away as gifts. Yeah, so that I can get a bottle that doesn't have that shitty nozzle on the top. Yeah, the nozzle gets clogged immediately on the old ones. So the new ones are really nice. They also have they got the half gallon now of uh, batch ants you can get. <laughs> could if you imagine? Really, yeah, well, I could imagine because I've seen I've seen it in person, and I thought about just you know just taking a swig out of it. You know, just it's like in a, it's like in a moonshine bottle looking thing. Name yeah. name the number one condiment. The the only well name a condiment that you could actually take a gulp out of the bottle, and not be sick. There's one answer, and it's such a fucking cop out, but I'm gonna use it. Um, out of like you're talking about standard standard condiments. I think the one that I would choose is considered standard, although it's specific. It's standard for the meal choice. Huh. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. sauce. Mine would be a syrup. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not offensive. I mean, if you got that real maple, yeah, you you putting some on your pancakes and then you just take a little, Mm -hmm. you just take a little sip before you put the cap back on. Yeah. I have fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I I would I was tempted to say mustard, but I think that's a little controversial because I think that I think so controversial. But you have my support. I did. I just. That's how much I love mustard. I really. Yeah. I'm. I'm a mustard stan. Yeah. Uh, I really it's, love mustard. It's great. Uh, but I don't know. I've never taken a swig of it, so it might be a, a not a not a pleasant experience. I don't know. But it depends on the mustard. I do like putting mustard on on just about anything. You like the hot mustard? Or you like regular ass mustard? I go. I mean, I go French's yellow. Pretty much all the time, French's yellow, but. I, I I prefer a French's yellow to a spicy mustard, but I, yeah. I I would you know, I would I would take any and all mustards, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So new batch ants bottle, and then the other hype is that uh, I've made I've made infinite on Marvel Snap, the game that I've been playing a lot. Um. So you have to you get different levels as you play. There's a ladder. You start out at one. And for the month, if you hit 100, you get infinite, and you get a special card sleeve, card back. And it's kind of hard to do, and I did it two months ago, and then I did it this month again. Um, so back-to-back months, or last month is and it, this month. Um, this is a video game card game? Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing okay. it almost I, digitally. I've been playing it more than Magic. In paper, I'm still playing Magic, you know. But, um, yeah, it's it's a digital card game. It's really fun. It's free to play. The games are really fast. Like It takes, like, two minutes to play a game. So wow. it really hasn't taken that much time for me to make infinite, but I didn't think 
like when I first started playing it, I was like, this is way too hard to make it a hundred levels. And then eventually I got to the point where I was like, ah, I'm pretty good at this. And then now I'm like considering entering some tournaments and stuff because I feel like I'm pretty good at the game. So, um, Sick. it's kind of weird. Uh, I don't think I, I thought, you know, it's a huge, it's a big game. A lot of people play it. Um, bigger than magic, obviously. Um, now that I'm in like that, top level i'm starting to play the same people over and over again so i'm wondering if there's just not that many people that make it to that level um because i've recognized their names it's funny there's there's one person that i've beat them every single time we played and we probably played like 30 times um there's also bots that operate at the high level so i might just be playing the same bots over and over again but i don't know I like I like that you're convincing yourself that you got a shot by saying, "Well, I don't know. I guess not a lot of people make it at this level, so yeah, I guess I, might, I just have to go somewhere else to find more competition." I'm, I'm just saying I'm, I might be the best in the world. I we can't say that you're not. In, well, in, I yeah, but I can't say I am until I I I go go out there in the world. And, and I'll tell you this: you're probably the best <clears throat> person that plays that game that's willing to wear that visor. I might be the only person that has a visor like this that plays the game, you know. But yeah, well, that too. I think you might be the only person that has ever worn that visor. And I run up, go, don't look at me through the visor. <laughs> I'm looking at him through the visor. Yeah. Uh, man, I remember. I do you remember that game Word Foo? Remember that yeah. game? I was number one in the world at World Foo for like Word Foo for like a week. And then Josh Gray decided to start playing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Grizzles. No, it was uh, it was Text Twist. That was the one that he was just like, he was a uh, he he was impressive. I don't I shouldn't have said that. Uh, he was all right. He was okay. Yeah, he was okay at Text Twist. I barely remember either of those games, but I know that I enjoyed them both. Um, it's back when I had an iPod. I was playing on my iPod. Um, you know. <laughs> Um, I got an iPod. You still got one? I got an iPod Touch. Nice. It it feels like a like a baby bird in my hand. <laughs> it's so small. Yeah. My fat thumbs trying to type on it. Yeah. It's it's tiny. It's tiny. Yeah. Um. What's your hype? Well, you know, generally speaking, um. Like I have, uh, I have something, but I don't really, I don't know that I believe in it anymore. <laughs> okay. What's... I think my hype is spring, to be honest with you. I don't really get affected by allergies. Okay. Um, I don't get it. I certainly, I'm not allergic to pollen. And Lord knows there ain't no pollen recession right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, where I live now, like the woods are brown. Yeah. All the way through until like the second week of April, and then all of a sudden everything is just green as can be, and yeah. it's growing up and it's growing around me. And it's, I don't know. I guess it's just like you know, the everything about spring is rejuvenation, new life, you know, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And um, I'd say I'm settling into what my new normal is pretty well, yeah. <laughs> you know, between work and home and everything, and uh. I'm hype on spring, man. I'm hype on the longer days. I'm I'm hype on the uh, the weather. Like this past week has been really nice because it's like it reminds me honestly about of 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 camp. Yeah. 
because it's like 40 degrees when I wake up. Yeah. And then it gets to, I mean, it gets, it doesn't get as hot as, as it does in the summer, but it's like, you know, maybe 60 during the yeah. day. So it's just like really comfortable. And that's really because nice. I, yeah. because I'm not allergic to pollen, I, I have no complaints. Yeah. Um, it, this is that time of year where my thoughts start turning to camp. And, uh, mm-hmm. last year, it was a year ago last weekend, I think that, that I was up there. Jackie and I came to see you and, uh, oh, really? we up there. So yeah, it doesn't seem like a year has gone by already, but it, it has. Oh. Um, man and that's it it is really not having been up there at this time of year i can i can say it is very nice Uh, so So i almost died a a year ago is what you're saying when when i cut i was trying to cut that tree down (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, nearly missed i if you do get smashed by a tree i just hope that i'm there to film it you know, yeah please if the universe has any justice um you know i thought i was like this is it this is it this is you know yeah you you thought i was dying and the noise that you made on the video was oh oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i thought it was appropriate um i i so speaking of spring i have kind of a love-hate relationship with spring because uh, as i get older my allergies have gotten worse every year I used to not have allergies at all, and now I get I'm just been sneezing for three weeks. Um, I don't like heat. I don't like hot, and it gets hot here immediately. Like it's not we don't down here in the south. You know, you grew up down here. It's immediately hot um, in May. You know, I think I would enjoy it more if I was up there. But I, I would rank spring as my third season in my rankings. So right in front of summer. I would say my number one is fall. Yep. Number two is winter. Yep. Number three is spring, and number four is summer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's the correct order. Is it really? That's your your order too. A hundred percent. You would you would put winter too. Yeah, I love snow. I love the cold. I stay dressing in the winter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's, I like. I, I wish. Can't. Yeah. I wish it was colder down here so I could wear more coats and stuff you know <laughs> yeah you should move up here i wear three yeah. coats three coats that's yeah. i'm a three coat kind of guy <laughs> yeah so people are like why are you why are you why are you wearing all those coats I'm they like, did they know. did I used mean, to call you three coat dave back, uh, the, back yeah day. dave three coat yeah three coat back when you were doing mob mob jobs you know yeah three cd yeah don't make me bring three cd out <laughs> yeah. three coat dave oh three coat dave's gonna be there oh i don't know i don't mean i don't even kill it. i just come out and flex on you <laughs> yeah. you know what kind of, you know what this top layer is yeah that's like filson son yeah that's made for that's made for the gold rush in alaska son <laughs> this is made this second layer is outdoor performance gear Oh, you want to know the last time I spent the night outside? That's right. 27 years ago. But I'm ready. <laughs> I would. I'm ready if I need to. I, I would, would if I had to. I'd do it right now. Um, I'd be willing to. I'd wear this coat. Yeah. Three coat, Dave. Got um, a little bag you could stuff it in. <laughs> stuff sack. I do like the uh, I do like the, the days getting longer, though. I wish the days got longer in the in autumn, in the fall. You know? It's like it's a yeah. shame that we don't we don't that it's it's wasted on the summer. Um, the days get long in the what is that modest mouse line? The days are long and the years go so slow. Yeah, I can't remember what song that is though. I think it's like the opposite of what the 
the like I think the the idiom for parents is the days are are long and the oh no no that's the actual idiom yeah the days are long and the years are short, short. yeah and no his are yeah the days uh, whatever I don't, Jesus I don't know what Christ song that was. what's long what song is that I don't know. Oh man, this is great. Don't go, don't go Google it. Yeah. Google Look, it. we here's it. over the course of our two hundred episodes, we've gone from huge modest mouse fans to not even being able to quote a line anymore. Heart heart cooks brain. Uh from okay. uh Lonesome Crowd of West. The years go fast and the days go slow. The days go slow, the days go slow. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There's your modest mouse talk for the. Uh, We're just hitting them all. The Greatest hits. Yeah, episode two hundred. Um, what's your not the hype? Let me see. Let me down. Uh, <clears throat> two things, neither of which are. I don't even know if it's my business to share, but one of them is Grizzles is moving his whole family to Rome for a year. To Rome. Yeah, he's like a he's got like a a sabbatical, and he's doing like a visiting professorship in Rome, and I'm really happy for him. Obviously, that's great. Love that for you. But like, I feel comforted knowing that he's down there in North Carolina. That like, even though I've never <laughs> gone to visit him except for but once, you, you know. Yeah. Like I like knowing that like I could. Yeah. You know, and now, you know, I don't know that I could. Yeah. And like, what? what is he going to come but back? He's coming back, right? He's not he, selling well, his house or anything, right? Well, he's coming back, but <clears throat> do you know how insufferable he's going to be when he comes back? You know, the year we spent living in Rome. I you just know, thought you, it'd be good for my children to expand there. When you live in Rome for an extended period of time, um, you know. Yeah, this pizza is nice, but yeah, let me tell you about so this. Pizza, you, know. you know, it's, it's I can't even eat American pizza anymore now. Dude. We've taken to making our own. Uh, well, we don't call it pasta. Um, <laughs> his hand the, is gonna fuse. The Italians uh, refer to it as uh, El Giorno. So he's uh, every yeah. every third T-shirt in his wardrobe is gonna be a Ferrari T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, or some some obscure uh, Italian football club. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to hang out with the pope over the Vatican. It's going to be yeah. worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so the, yeah, so not the hype is is Grizzles going on a wonderful adventure with his family. That's your not. Yeah, that's yeah, that sucks yeah, that's for me. Like, it sucks for you. Yeah, you're right. I'll get in on that. Yeah, I'll endorse that. <laughs> oh man, the other thing is, I looked at my calendar and I've done it to myself again. Every single weekend is booked until October. God, you did this last summer too. I did. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, part of me is like, look, I've done better. I didn't go anywhere in January or February, and yeah. I don't have anything except for, like, one trip in October and then, like, Thanksgiving in November. Yeah. So I, you know, and there's a competition in December, but aside from that, I'm not booking anything else those final three months, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I started, I was like, somebody was like, hey, you know, let's hang out on, like, a Friday afternoon. I was like, great. Yeah. Let me pull up my calendar. Yeah, maybe in a few years. 
Yeah. And I was like, no, nope. no, 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 for, for like, what, five months? Yeah. So, I mean, but I still would prefer <laughs> Grizzle stay so that just in case. <laughs> in case you, know, you get a weekend free. Take a quick trip it's, down yeah, to Raleigh. Go down, to, go down to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your not the hype? My not the hype is Virginia Creeper. Is that a new Eli Roth movie? <laughs> no, the, the Virginia Creeper. Um, no, it's it's a it's a new true crime podcast um, out there. No, it's a Virginia Creeper is a type of vine that we get here. I assume it's from Virginia originally. So fuck it's, Virginia. It's, well, it's, it's crept on out of there. It's a North North Carolina creeper now. Uh, we get it. So- no, you, bro, you're the North Carolina creeper in that <laughs> fucking visor. <laughs> That's my nickname. They call they always call me the North Carolina creeper. Um, no, it's this vine and it grows like kudzu. I mean, it's like it's not quite as as bad as kudzu, but. It, in our neighborhood, my house gets hit with it and nobody else. No, I asked my neighbors, like, you got this Virginia creeper stuff? They're like, no, we don't. So I spent all day on, you know me, you know, I'm not, I like going out with the chainsaw and doing shit like that, but I don't like doing just regular ass yard work, you know? Yeah. Uh, my, my, my wonderful landlord hires a yard service to do stuff, but, uh, we had this Virginia creeper just, it just, the first couple spring rains and it just explodes. So I spent like three hours on Sunday pulling Virginia creeper out of the front yard. And I just had a pile of it that was so big. I was like, Oh my God, how, how could we even see the house with all this all over it? So, um, yeah, so that's fuck. I don't trust plants anyway. And a plant that grows that fast and is trying to like overtake my home. I'm just not into it. So, yeah. Not a Virginia creeper fan. Oh man, yeah, I don't I don't I don't trust plants, man. I don't trust plants. I don't trust plants. I don't trust Virginia creeper. It they grows can, too no, fast. They can, they can grow back like that. Come on now. Um, I remember being like seven years old asking my dad about kudzu and he said it grows a foot a day and one day it's gonna grow and get you and he grabbed me on the leg. <laughs> Were you scared of kudzu after that? Ever since then, I, nothing like, I like better than using a weed eater. <laughs> yeah, you've had a war on a war on creeping vines ever since. War on every vinous vinyl. vinyl. I hate vinyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No vinyl in my house. No vinyls. Um, yeah. What's that? What's your hype still out? Well, I think the last time we recorded was. Not long after the birth of the idea of what I, you know, have called Easy Does It Fest, where, yeah. um, uh, you know, to recap, I am hosting a property-wide scavenger hunt, potluck-style dinner, and then a concert. And, um, you know, I was, like, pretty ambitious in the scope of this, <clears throat> and... um. <clears throat> I have called a crowd. Yeah. And the crowd the crowd is coming. Yeah. Right? I think the at the concert, which is when the most people will be there, we will be at 125 or 130 people. Wow. That's a lot of people. It's great news. Great news for the musician. Yeah. Yeah. He has told me 
that his his booking manager for this East Coast tour, which begins today, uh, did not do a good job. Oh. And so he's like, you are single-handedly making this East Coast tour pay for itself. Wow. Well, that's, he's like, that's good you know, if to I, hear. If you, you know, he was like, because I, I was like, look, I think I've got – you know, I, I've been texting with him intermittently, just making sure that everything's still copacetic, whatever. Yeah. I, the last time I told it, I was like, yo, I think I really am going to have more than 80 people there. And he just like, he went off. He was like, dude, this tour was going to cost me money. And like my booking manager really hasn't promoted effectively. And I'm not selling enough tickets to really make it worthwhile. Except for this stop. He's like, you're going to allow me to pay to get home, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I'm not, I'm not giving him the update on how many more people may be there. Just letting yeah. it be like, you Surprise. know, what it is yeah. when it happens. But um, I have some very real concerns about the execution of this uh, uh, event. Yeah. Um, the first one is I have – cut enough trails in the woods that I, on the odometer, if you go on every trail, it's just over seven miles. Wow. And if you think about what it's like to line seven miles with enough stuff for a scavenger <laughs> yeah, hunt. That's a lot of miles. It's, to, yeah. it's so much. Because my goal, and here's where my brain is thinking, and I'm, I'm going to talk about it pretty candidly because I don't think anybody that really is going to be coming to this listens to this podcast, right? And that's going to be But good. my hope is, or like my expectation is, is like a game runner, right? Yeah. Is that if you're, if you're doing this game, odds are you have either never done a scavenger hunt or if you have done a scavenger hunt, it hasn't been since you were a kid. So how do you translate that for an adult? And my thought is the adult needs the larger scope. Yeah. Right? So, so I want to try and make it as big in scope as possible. I have, as I mentioned last time, different types of scavenging. Some are going to be retrieval. Some are going to be, you know, unknown time investment where you see the situation. The situation is you see a shovel and you know that there's a hole right there and you need yeah. to dig something out. And so how long does that take and how many points is that worth? Yeah. That's not that's not stated explicitly. So is it worth it for you to dig? Yeah. There's a ton of stuff that yeah. is just find it and take a picture with it. Yeah. And I went from saying that there's an explicit rule where you have to stay together as a team, which I cannot regulate, Yeah. to um, rather than forcing people to stay together as a team, if there's something that you need to take a picture with, it needs to include the entire team. Uh, that's a good idea. There you right? Go. So that, that, that way that places itself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, there, were, there was something that, you know, I took from camp, which was, well, most of this is plagiarism from camp, or at least dealing with the source inspiration of camp. We had a scavenger hunt at camp, and we also had the gold rush at camp, yeah. right? And the, for those that haven't heard us talk about it before, the gold rush was, you know, the camp was split into two competing teams. And the two competing teams would compete for the entire summer, 
right? So there was a culminating event at the end of summer where one team would beat the other team. But throughout the summer, there were various activities that were using these two teams as the framework for the evening program. The gold rush was one of them. So all the, there was gold littered all over camp and kids were set out to find the gold and the counselors were used as bandits to try and capture the kids on their, as they were returning the gold to the, the gym for scale weighing. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the night, you know, the counselors would be, or the kids were turned into marshals. They could capture the counselors, the bandits, and, you know, push them off the dock at the end of the night. It was all great fun. It was truly one of my favorite evening programs. Yeah, same. So here I am saying, okay, well, what I can do to keep people engaged is I can make a bunch of gold and I can litter the trails with the gold in between the more major um, items that need to be found. Let me tell you, making gold to litter seven (laughs) miles worth of trail is nigh impossible. Yeah, that's a lot of spray paint. <clears throat> Time out. Yeah. I need five. Okay. All right, pause it. Yep. There <clears throat> we go. All right. So the um so the fact that like I have probably I think I probably have two hundred and fifty spray painted rocks in varying sizes mm-hmm. of gold. And it won't even that won't even touch it. Yeah. You need so to get the, a dump the, truck. My my goal is to is to have people interact with the game if they're walking at like a two and a half to three mile per hour speed, which is like the standard walking speed, I think. Every five minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> my goal is nobody goes more than five minutes without an opportunity to interact with the game. Now, whether or not they spot that opportunity mm-hmm. is is not necessary. I mean, I am making it mostly easy. I'm trying to go for the middle of the field, which is a person that's never done something like this before that wants to do it, seems like a good time, but doesn't understand, like, the conventions of a scavenger hunt, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, going to go for a walk in the woods, and if they see stuff, they're going to try to, you know, they'll be excited about it and want to be mildly competitive. But at the end of the day, most of the things that they're going to interact with will be either on the trail or within eyesight right off the trail. So they'll have to go off the trail maybe 30 feet yeah. or 50 feet to then collect it or get the picture with it or whatever. And as I am like going out there and kind of like, you know, the past month I've, I've, I've gone out into the woods and I've had to use the chainsaw to open up a couple trails because trees fall down or use the loppers to like, you know, cause everything's growing over. So it's been a lot of trail maintenance. And as I'm doing the trail maintenance, I'm like, good Lord, this is so many trails. Mm-hmm. This is so much work yeah. to, to, to just then try and populate it. It's like, man, the, I don't have near enough stuff. Now, I think I do. Like, I'm not that freaked out about it because I'm, I, you know, the final three days before the event, I will be taking off work and I will be just exclusively taking stuff out into the woods. But I went to, like, this antique market and bought a bunch of, like, scrap metal sculptures. And I, I bought, like, eight scrap metal sculptures. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One of them is a 10-foot-tall mushroom. I saw that, yeah. Dog, 
eight is like I could have bought seven hundred. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I should have bought. So I don't obviously I don't have the resource for that. You know, I, I, it's not like I pulled up with a U-Haul truck. You know, like I I filled up the pickup truck. I filled up the pickup truck with eight, yeah. and it doesn't even make a dent. I you need to. I, there's this place about half an hour for me, or about forty five minutes for me, and they're a dealer for giant statues of like. It's like uh, they have like unicorns, they have bears, they have the lighthouses. It's at this people's house, and they just have all this shit in their front yard, and they just sell the stuff. You know, they I guess they I don't know they make it or they have it. They know somebody to make it, and it's just yeah. it's the house that has all the lighthouses in the yard. You know, and it has this flying yeah. the Pegasus, and it has the bear, and it yeah. has the panda in the front, and it has and they're all like life. I mean, they're like six feet tall. Some of these things, like here, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I know that if I run this back, yeah. right? Which I plan on doing. I want it to be the first weekend of June every year and I want people to kind of prioritize it and say like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to block out that weekend so that I, yeah. you know, don't miss it." And every year will be more elaborate and will be more you know, populated with cool stuff, but right now like I mean, don't get me wrong. It's stuff that I already own, but it's not that much fun to find a Subaru Crosstrek in the woods. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's a car. Yeah. You know, but one of the things, and I think this is the, the, the coolest element that I came up with. I'm nervous to say this, but I, I really don't think anybody listens to this podcast that'll be there. Um, like... On my car, I have a bumper sticker that says, look for the answers within. Mm -hmm. And on everything that I own that's going to be out there, I have some sort of sticker on it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, like on the handout, there's like, you know, gold, you know, one to ten points varying on size, you know, so on and so forth. Take a picture with this statue. Take a picture with that, yada, yada, yada. At the very end... There's a series of incomplete quotes. Ah, cool. Yeah. So it's so, look yeah. for the answers blank. And so so on some of it it's like, okay, well, if you're really game in this, then you're gonna know that there's other stuff on the things that you're finding that are worth paying attention to. And that's really good once, right? Yeah. Like it like if you figure that out yeah. on the first thing. Yeah. Then you know that everything else that's like that, you're going to, you need to, you know, you need to find it. And there's, so, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm, uh, so that part of it is like hype still out in the sense of, am I capable this year of creating a scavenger hunt that will be not just satisfying, but fun enough and engaging enough that it becomes a priority for others? And I initially thought, absolutely, I can. And as we're getting closer to this event, I'm growing more anxious about <clears throat> scope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Number two, I called a crowd, and now I realize I don't know that I can park all those cars. <laughs> you need to encourage people to carpool. <laughs> I am encouraging people to carpool, but uh, I, don't, I don't know, you know, because... The, the, the issue won't necessarily be 
people coming at one o'clock for the scavenger hunt. It's going to be able to be the people that come at like five thirty for the for the concert that didn't come for the you know, and that's already yeah. going to be like, well, I guess you don't have to park down at the Walmart. Yeah, you know, come on up. So that's number two, and then number three is like, where the hell is this concert actually going to be? And I have an idea where it's going to be, but but I could use that space for parking. Ah, uh, yeah. You don't. So, have, you don't have a stage built or anything. Like, you know. No, I didn't. I didn't just. I didn't just take a bunch of scrap wood and build a stage yeah. on a Friday afternoon. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. You, I thought you'd have somebody build a stage. I don't know. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to use the, the awning under the barn and just have people sit around that. But anyway, so those are a couple of the concerns. And then also like the, you know, this musician guy is cool and all, but he's a musician. Yeah. So is he going to be there on time? Is he going to have the stuff that he needs? You know, all that kind of stuff. Of course he's a professional, but yeah, I'm telling everybody we're going to start that music at six 30. Mm-hmm. And he's playing in Philadelphia the night before. Is he going to be up here by 6.30? I mean, did you tell him what your start time is? I did. Well, there you I go. Did. That's all you can do is trust that it's going to happen. All right. I mean, unless the guy – I mean, he might, he might Lauren Hill you. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's, one of the cool developments is that he's bringing a buddy okay. who's going to be his opener. Nice. That's cool. So, you know, yeah. a little Johnny Vinyl opener for Joe Caplow. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm going to have to ask him. Is your name Caplow or Kaplow? Kaplow. I think it's Kaplow. He probably really loves that if it's not. If yeah, it's, I think know. he's probably never heard that joke yeah, he before. I'm going to have to try it on him. <laughs> Tell him I said that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm showing a picture of you. That's in that exciting. Visor. I'm excited for you. I, I wish I could be there. It's uh, I'm next year. I, I I talked to Jackie. We're we're gonna go. We're gonna come. So we're gonna be there because it's it's it sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I think it, I hope so. I don't I, necessarily you know, want to play when I come. I want to come like be on staff. You know, and like yeah. help. No, I've got I've got uh, <laughs> one local guy that's gonna. He's he's got like the week off. Yeah. And he's going to come out and he's going to help me either Wednesday or Thursday. And then I got another guy that's flying in from California, uh, like the Wednesday prior. Yeah. And he's just, he has vacation before he gets deployed and nice. he's going to stay for like a week. And, and I was like, yo, you know, you got two choices. You could either hang out or go somewhere else for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Or you could help me set up this game. But if you help me set up the game, then you can't play the game. He was like, yeah. dog, I'll fucking help set up the game. Let's do it. Yeah, you that, know, that sounds like fun. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll time. see. That'd you know, there's a lot fun. of this, a lot of different names. Let me read you a couple of these names of these teams. Yeah. Right. So it's teams of uh, teams of five. Yeah. Right. And some people have more than five. Right. Um, there's team names like Jackalope. That's pretty straight down the line. Right. There's Surf and Turf. Because uh, one of them is a surfer, and they all like steak, I guess. Yeah. There's one team that has one guy, and and then the rest are women. It's like a a boyfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a group of girls that are on a team together, and one's bringing her boyfriend. It's called Owen and the Buttercups. Okay. Um. There's a Killer Bees. All right. Nice yeah. little reference there. There's a group that all went to college together, and they're they're 
their residential director was named Lou DeMossi, and yeah. they're the Knights of Lou DeMossi. It's <laughs> pretty cute. Um, and there's a the one, you know, so these teams are signing up for what they're bringing yeah. to the event. And one team's name is Cutlery. Okay. Because they're bringing they're all bring the, the cutlery, cutlery and the yeah. paper plates. Yeah. And then there's a team called Bukaki. <laughs> of course. Somebody's got to <laughs> have the lead team name. They're like, yeah. we're only going to be a team if we can, if our team name could be Bukaki. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You, you can go right. Wow. Be proud of that. Edgy. Edgy. <laughs> and there's like five teams that don't have a name. Well, they better get one. They better get one. Gotta have a name. Yeah, the name. Tell them to call I've me. I'll, I'll name them. The first place prize is gonna be your own copy for each member of the team. Your own copy of Settlers of Catan. Nice. That's yeah. That's sweet. Oh no, that's the second place prize. The first place prize is gonna be an Instamatic new Polaroid type camera. Oh, that's really cool. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, right? that's awesome. I'd be stoked to win that. Like. And then yeah. third place is a bag of my favorite coffee. That's 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 a good prize too. I mean, you ain't buying into yeah. this game. No, it's it's that sounds like fun. I'll send a couple of headshots signed, uh, and you can give those away too. So. Honestly, honestly, take a picture in that visor, print it out, <laughs> and mail it to me. I will laminate it and yeah. I will put it in the woods. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like that. Pose like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, is this a, what is it? Oh, it's a sex offender? What is it? <laughs> no, it's, it's a fashionista. Is what it is. I think I finally made yeah. you a little self-conscious about that visor. No, I'm, I'm just still love it. It's Stop still... looking at me. Do not, don't do that. What's your hype still up? Uh, this summer in general. I didn't do a lot of summery things. I, I hate the summer, but I do like doing some summer things, you know, like. I like going to the beach for July 4th and stuff like that. Um, going to concerts. We didn't do a whole lot last summer, so I'm just, I don't know how this summer's going to be. Whether we, uh, you know, we, we actually did. We went on some trips last summer. So we went to see you before the summer, and then we went to California to that wedding. But we didn't do a lot of the other stuff that we normally do in the summer. I didn't grill out a lot, things like that. So I'm going to try to embrace it. Even though I can't stand the summer, I'm going to try to embrace it this summer and try to do some summery things. So that's kind of my hype still out there. So. I'm in on that. Yeah. Um. You ready to get into some consuming? Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. This is related to your to your scavenger hunt thing. Uh. I've been listening to some Joe Kaplow, Joe Kaplow, as it were. So. What do you um, think? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's good. I think that I can't imagine anybody going to see his show at your place. And not having a good time after listening to his music. I think it's, you know, I haven't gotten deep enough into it to be like, oh, these are my favorite cuts or whatever. But his stuff is yeah. good. He's he's talented. Um, yeah. He's got a good sound. Uh, he's obviously, like, influenced, you know, by, you can see, like, the Bob Dylan influence on his stuff. But he doesn't mm -hmm. he doesn't suck like Bob Dylan. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, the closest comparison I could make, well, you know, I love to make comparisons, even though artists hate that. Uh, I, I, I hear a little Andrew Bird in there. Yeah. In like the best way, because I love some yeah. Andrew Bird. So, um, yeah, some good stuff. I, that one song that's like his most played song on, uh, Spotify, 
Yeah. I think I've heard that on a TV show or a movie or something, and I looked it up and I can't find any reference to it. So if you get a chance to ask him, ask him if it's, uh, yeah, ask, him, ask, ask him, him if his absolutely. music's been featured I, in TV shows, if there was anything like notable, um, because I, I, I swear I've heard, I can't remember what that song is, but um, which one it is. Um, but I, yeah, but I, I didn't, I didn't listen to everything of his, but, uh, I, I did. I'm going to go back to it. It was good enough that I'm going to go back to it. To be honest with you. I mean, <sighs> I reached out to him before I even really listened to him. Right. Because right. the guy, told that, me that. Yeah. the guy that does those concerts up in Boston, he was like, well, here's the guy that you should reach out to first and foremost. He does a great job. It was fun, whatever, whatever. So I reached out to him and scheduled it. <laughs> and yeah. then I went and listened to him and I was like, yo, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. This is good. Stuff. Yeah. The the song is Little Sleep is his most yeah. popular song, I think. And that's the one I I swear I've heard it on some TV show. But um yeah, it's, I mean it's, it's also good. it's also kind of got that and I I don't mean this in a bad way, but that kind of like generic indie sound that is so conveniently used as like a credit scene for yeah. whatever ABC, you know, kind of like dramedy. It's like indie, you know, whatever. indie folk rock. Yeah. Uh, you know. With a little, it's a little retro, but also very like, you know, current modern too. So it's a uh, yeah. No, that that's not a that's not a diss to it at all. It's I love that. No, not at that, all. That's I mean, my I'm, kind of I'm, stuff. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I found myself like, I mean, I've listened to everything. Yeah. And I've gone back. Yeah. Like, you know, like I've got, I think two of his songs on my summer playlist. Yeah, I, I think he'll. I think he'll be enjoyable to watch live. You know, be good. Yeah, I wish this whole band was coming, but yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, that shit's expensive. So yeah, uh, it'll be awesome. Um, what uh, else have you been consuming? Oh, let me. I'll go with one. Yeah, sure. Go. <clears throat> uh, Succession. Okay. And yeah. it and it's also honestly like the thing I've noticed about Succession is this season there's a ton of memes about like. You can't be white and not watch Succession. Like it's a bunch yeah, of like right. you know memes about, oh, have you watched Succession? And I, I don't really talk <laughs> about it that much. I know like three or four people that watch it, so I talk to them about it. Yeah. Are you watching it? I am not. Uh, it's on my list. Well, uh, Jackie this season was about to start, I, it and, and I told her to wait because I'm I want to I want to watch it with her. So, in my opinion, this is it's good that this is the last season. Yeah. Because it can't really go much further. Yeah. That said, I'm I'm really I'm disappointed that it's ending. Yeah. Because it's there's only two shows that are released one week at a time that I I watch on yeah. that day. Right. And this is one of them. And uh, th these last two episodes, honestly, this last season, like there's no wasted time. Mm-hmm. There's no wasted time. There's no wasted scenes. The performances, I'm a performance first kind of person. And they are, it's everybody on, every single person is so good. They're yeah. so good. It's so much fun. But this last episode that I watched, so this is like the penultimate episode. I turned the TV off and I stared at the black screen of the television for like 10 minutes. I was like, fucking hell, what a what a ride that was, yeah. you know? So, um, I don't like the first 
especially like the first two seasons, I was like, I don't give a shit about this plot. Like right. people were like, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, ah, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not about what happens, you know, it's a, it's, it's about, you know, watching these people interact and, yeah, and, um, you know, watching these performances, but you know, a bunch of people have texted me over the past two days about like, Oh, here's my theory on what's going to happen on the last episode. And I'm like, completely divorced from that care at all um i still enjoy people texting me that stuff you know sure you know whatever but it's kind of like the only other time i've seen this phenomenon happen for viewers of the show was the end of game of thrones yeah right because it's kind of like who's gonna wear the crown yeah right 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 and um well and that turned out great so yeah exactly (laughs) no problems with that at all so i'm sure it'll be great it's it's this is kind of like it's kind of sad because is is this the end of prestige HBO like is this no. it? Well, you know, no, that, no, but you know they've they they they've done all this controversial you know canceling of shows with that, and they're they're rebranding HBO Max as Max, and they're dropping yeah, a bunch of shows, that? and they're somebody the, the Discovery Channel bought it or whatever whatever company owns Discovery bought it, and so they've got some CEO that's like slashing all these shows and getting rid of old shows like a lot of the old hbo shows aren't going to be on there anymore and just like to as this cost saving measure and like have canceled a lot of really promising shows that they were developing and working on and stuff just to you know just to because they said it's the best thing for the streaming platform and everybody's like why are you doing this like hbo max was like got to be where it was the greatest streaming platform like it it had tons of stuff for you to watch and they're like no well we think it'd be more profitable if it didn't so um so there's there's this fear that like maybe they're not gonna make shows like succession anymore um maybe hbo goes away you know um as a brand i I hope not i hope not either it's you know i hope not we'll see yeah but uh that's that's exciting yeah it's on my list it's definitely one that i'm gonna get well i'm gonna get to uh eventually but uh maybe i I feel like some people are like oh man I like this character. Or that character is my favorite. I'm like you. You're not supposed to like any of these people, dude. <laughs> They're horrible people. These it's, are terrible people. These kinda, are the yeah. worst people. <clears throat> that sounds like Breaking Bad in a lot of ways. Where it's yeah, like, I hate this person. I was like, you're supposed to hate them. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, cool. Um, my next thing, I guess, we'll just go back and forth. Yeah, uh, I've been listening to that Goose Live album. What's it called? Oh, the live at the Salt Shed in yeah. Chicago yeah. on April 11th and 12th of this year. Yeah, so like they, this is this, was released. Yeah, okay. they, their was spring good. tour was mostly Midwest. And by many people's accounts, like this is probably the strongest they've ever been. And they're playing like what well, I think they're playing. They're playing a lot of shows this year, like, uh, you know, close to 100. I think it's like 86 shows, which is more than they've ever played. And. But, you know, the more they play together, the better they are. And, and yeah. this Midwest tour was it. And the Chicago shows were kind of like in the first third of that tour. Yeah. And as I was saying to you, and I'll say preemptively, like, you know, about once per tour, they're going to officially release a show right. on Spotify yeah. and Apple Music, you know, all that kind of streaming platforms. And, and these two nights at the Salt Shed, which is a new venue in Chicago, it was where Morton Salt was made. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think they were some 
really good set list, like strong set list, good playing. Um, the, I think the two shows they played in San Francisco are the ones that I kind of go back to a little bit more frequently. But, yeah, man, tell me what you think about these. I, well, I, I told you that they, they do a cover of perhaps my favorite Beatles song, Tomorrow Never Knows. Which is a hell of a cover to try to to tackle because it is uh it is a deeply layered and intense uh song with a bunch of sitars and stuff like that the original meaning uh and uh they do a great job of it you know they do their own take on it that's more like synthesizer based and stuff but um it's uh it's really good and um I I. I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of theirs in the world, but I like them enough that I would go see them live. And I'm kind of bummed that I, by the time I see them live, they may not be doing like the drip field stuff because they may be have moved on to something else. But listening to like drip field live on this album and how it builds and progresses and is like psychedelic. Yeah. I like that. I like their psychedelic stuff that they did on that album. Um, that's less on the like folky side and more on the like, it's almost prog rock in a way uh yeah. you know like but it's also like 60s psychedelic kind of and uh with some talking heads in there and stuff like that and i just love how that stuff builds and i think seeing that live like would probably be awesome and i don't know if they'll have moved on from that by the time i get a chance to see them you know i think driftfield is probably going to stay in the like semi-regular rotation yeah. for a long time they um i can't remember is feel it now on that yeah, it's on. It's it's a couple songs before Drip Field on that. Yeah, so so I don't know if you've paid attention to that song yet, but I was at the so I went. They did a five night run at the Capitol Theater in New York, um, at the very beginning of of this tour. That's kind of what they did that five night residency, and then they went out on tour. Mm-hmm. And I went down for the Friday and Saturday shows, and they played Lead Up on Friday night, which is a new song mm-hmm. that was their debut of that song. And it, that's like a nineties radio rock type mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. which I think you'll really like, I say that in the best way. And then the Saturday night they played feel it now. And that was a debut. And mm-hmm. rarely do I hear a song live for the first time ever and love it. Yeah. And I, I called up my broker and I bought all the stock and feel it now Yeah, immediately. And I was like, this song is so fucking good. And it's a Peter song, which is like, so here's the thing about Peter songs is there's Peter has two types of songs. Peter's the keyboardist, the little Mario looking dude, Luigi looking dude. And his most of his songs are the songs. That's the second half of drip field. It's just the songs I don't like that are the 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 corny ones. Yeah. Corny, yeah, yeah, yeah. honeybee, the yeah, whales, all that yeah. lame stuff, right? So that's one type of Peter song uh-huh. where it's just too earnest yeah. and it's just like too self-referential, whatever. And then he has these other songs that are gateways to monster jams. Yeah. So Redbird, Pancakes, and Feel It Now, but Feel It Now. Yeah, so that's a Peter song that I yeah. fucking love. And um, and every time it comes up on on a set list, I'm like, I can't wait to hear this because I'll I get to listen to all the soundboards, um, and uh, but the funny thing is, whenever they release something like that on Spotify, even though I've listened to it already on the soundboards, I I go straight to it on Spotify. I'm like, let me listen to this on Spotify, man. This is official. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
yeah well if you like goose it's a good it's solid it seems good so you know and then like i said they do release i mean i've listened to some of their other live stuff from last year you know yeah um, as it comes out. yeah they're they're totally right now i would say they are a band where you don't need to go too deep you don't need to go old live stuff just fucking listen the most recent live stuff you can find because that will be the best version of them they're consistently up upping their game um yeah it shows up in my uh, this artist has a new release uh on spotify so I, that's how cool. i know what's going on but. yeah i i got a guy that's uh he's like 50 probably 56 57 years old at the gym and he's he's this old retired navy captain now he's getting his phd in fucking physics and he's a you know he's got this brilliant mind and He's got four kids, you know, between the ages of like 21 and eighth grade. Yeah. And he's a quirky dude. You know, he's like one of my favorite people to be around. And he's like really into King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, he's just like all over the map, super eclectic. He does community theater. You know, he's like just wow. a cool, you know, he and I have a lot in common. And um, he texted me last week and he, he texted me the Spotify link to the song hunger site. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I've been kind of like working some goose into my rotation. I find that I really like the song. Can you give me like four songs that are kind of like the core canon of what goose is? Yeah. So I can start to expand my horizon. I was like, well, actually <laughs> you've come to the right place. Nights. Yeah. They played at the salt shed in Chicago and here's a, you know, and I sent him like a couple of songs from that. Um, from that show, like uh, Animal, Redbird, Dripfield, yeah, and and the Hunger Site, and Feel It Now, yeah. and the Hunger Site, he responded to that, and he's like, "Holy shit, this is even better, yeah, you know, than than the studio version." I was like, "Yeah, man." I mean, don't get me started on Goose. I can't wait. Yeah, I didn't mean to get you started on it, but I'm gonna see him in twice in July. Yeah, twice in October. This is the. I mean, not that. I mean, I guess I saw. Him. I mean, I'll, I think I only see him like six or seven times this year. But yeah, if they come back here, I'll try. I'm gonna try to see him for sure. Um, because they played here last year. But yeah, they will. Yeah. Um, you know, can still find them. You can still find them. Uh, what's uh, what's your next thing? The other show that I watch episodically on a weekly basis, and that's Ted Lasso. Yeah, we're uh we're caught up on it too. This what's is your- an interesting season, and I feel like. I think that the show has matured in a way that it needed to, yes. except for one character. Ted? Yeah. Yeah. I, he's, I, he's suffering the, the transition from 3D to 2D as a character as the seasons are going on. They just like, there's nothing left to do with him. And like, he had like two or three lines in yeah. this last episode where I was like, this is getting old, man. Yeah, I and and spoiler alert for this show if you if you haven't watched it just don't listen to this part but uh I don't know if we'll spoil anything but we'll we'll say that. Uh it the show yeah, it's um it's I feel like it's like a failure of writing with his character and I don't know what it is. It, and it feels like Jason Sudeikis doesn't feel like he wants to be there as an actor. Mm. Like I get the it's I just get this vibe that like he doesn't want to play the character or something cuz like they you're right, they don't give him anything to do. And it's like Ted last. It was so interesting. The first season was this guy, and it, he kind of like has to deal with all these people. And now it's like 
all these other people dealing with their own situations and not with him. Yeah. It's like, well, we have the other evil football club and we have this and that. And then I think that also the show as wonderful it is in a breath of fresh air to have a show where you don't really have villains. You kind of do a little bit, but they're not, there's not negativity in the show. Um, to the degree that most dramas would have or like whatever, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a comedy, but it's also a drama, you know? Um, and I think that you see the payoff of that is that, Oh, well we don't have the way it's written. You kind of need a little bit of like something a little, a little darker in this or something, you know? Um, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm like doing service to that point, but it, it just feels like something's missing. And uh, it's to me, it's still surprising from time to time, which is great. Right. So the, you know, the new villain this season was Nathan Shelley after moving and and what they did with his character, I thought was so great. Like he's made this big move and, you know, in our opinion, probably a big mistake of like kind of betraying and misunderstanding Ted and what he's done. And he's denied his own impulses to try and find reconciliation Mm -hmm. there. But he still has so much good in him that we want to hate him, but we can't. Like the the little romance story that he's got, the way he stood his ground with respect to the owner of that team, you know, that's cool. And I love Rebecca's storyline. And I'm I'm not too enthusiastic about the Keeley storyline this season, but yeah. like it's cool, you know, it's fine. Um Roy is always kind of gonna be that a character that you you enjoy seeing how they mm. get him to grow and that kind of stuff. So there's like real growth in a lot of these characters, which I'm really here for, except for Ted. And as everybody else is growing around him, it's just like this, Ted and Beard are just kind of like, whatever. And I couldn't do it better because a lot of times, like what I want out of the show is not what they give me. And that's yeah. why I like it. Right. But at the same time, like, I think we need to wrap this story up too, you know? Yeah. I just, I, I'm like, I need more, like, it's almost like, well, why is Ted even here? Like, I need him coaching a little bit, you know, like I need him to, I I get it. He's not the best technical coach, but he's the inspiring guy, but he hasn't been doing that. He's just not, it's like, he like shows up two hours late to practice or something. It's like, Hey guys, anything happened while I was away? Like, it's like, I need and they've given him a couple chances of that, like when he developed the new system or whatever, which wound up being an old system. Um, but they they haven't given him – I needed those moments where he needed to step up and be the coach. And it's like the times where he's had that, I feel like they've kind of just let him stay on the sidelines. And it's, it's odd choices to me. Um, I feel like the show has – season one is just wonderful, and it's kind of a slope downward from that. Not to say that this yeah. season there were some there's some of the best se- single episodes of the whole show are in this season. Um, yeah, there's some great episodes that they're really uplifting and awesome and interesting in the way they told the story. But overall, the overarching plot just isn't doing it for me. Um, and it's it feels like it's kind of worn out. It's welcome a little bit. Like I'm still enjoying it, and I'll be really sad when it's over with. But it doesn't it hasn't driven me like it did in the past, that that first season, you know? Yeah. Uh, season two, I kind of went with it. Cause I was like, well, this is great. And then now it's like the, 
the wheels feel like they're falling off a little bit. I think they defanged um, Nate, Nate a little bit too much. Like I think yep. he, I think he needed to lean into the villain thing just a tad bit more before they they pulled back on that. But that's not what the show does. Everybody's happy and loves each other, you know. It's, so it's like, but it kind of it needed that conflict a little more. I think and it's just kind of odd how they set that up. Um, I think that the best thing of the whole season, two two separate story. I think Rebecca and her storyline is one of the best things of the season, and she, her as a character is just really awesome. Not a character on paper. I would say I love, I'm gonna love that character. Uh, also, Roy and Jamie together has been yeah. the number one thing for me. Like yeah. seeing their relationship and and re- developing respect for each other. And uh, the, the the Holland episode um, where they go to they go to Amsterdam and they're riding yeah. and and Jamie teaches them how to ride a bike is maybe my favorite episode of the whole show. Like just. It's endearing. Really great. Um, so the quality's still there. It's just I feel like the writing is lacking in spots where I, which is surprising to me. Um, yeah. But and with any show like this, it's not the show's fault really because it's got to be about the characters. But I want more. I want more soccer. I want more game drama. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you, well, that's the thing is like you. You. It's on this path to be like, well, we're trying to succeed, and it's like, what level are they going to succeed? Are they going to win the whole cup? I don't think so. But but I never thought that. But we want to see them succeed to some point. Like season, you know, they had a success season one, even though it wasn't what they wanted it to be. You know, it's like they had all these, you know, and it's like building. But now it's like, well, I don't know. Like Jackie was like, damn, how long are soccer seasons? Because it's like they just yeah. all they do is a news report of like, yeah, for the past 18 games, yeah. Uh, they've lost, but now they're number one, and it's like, yeah, the, the the soccer part of it has kind of like gone by the wayside a little bit, and yeah, I, I would like to see more of that too. But I don't know. It's still great. I'm gonna I'm gonna still rank it highly, but I think it's like it for me. It's that first season is really just an incredible piece of narrative fiction. I mean, it's and incredible then, that. Um, a character that Jason Sudeikis created for a sports Channel commercial. Yeah. As a joke. Has, has his yeah. own show and it's succeed. Like we know that the Geico caveman tried to make a TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's as if the Geico. what if the Geico caveman show took off and was, was a great revelation of humanity. It's endearing. And yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Just like, like uh, yeah, I'm still ride or die. Like I, I, I don't think the season is bad. No. I still watch it on Wednesdays or if not on Thursdays, you know, like yeah. I look forward to watching yeah, we watch it, it regularly. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I want to be but, with these yeah. characters. I'm, I'm warm and fuzzy and it's corny in the best way. Yeah. In the yeah. best way. I, 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 I love it, but we're, you know, this is what happened. You know, the, I mean, there's been enough published about this that I'm not really treading new ground here, but the longer sitcoms go on, the more two dimensional the characters yeah. become because the thing that the audience wants out yeah. of them is the thing that they loved about them initially. So we just have to keep feeding that. Right. And I feel like everybody else has had a chance to be dramatic. And I think the problem is like Ted Lasso in season three, I think it was right. He was, that character was, was, was dense yeah. it, it, or like, you know, textured and, there were contours there with respect to him seeing the therapist and the season panic two, attacks yeah. and yeah. the yeah. 
grief of the divorce and trying yeah. to co-parent from across the ocean. These are all things I'm in on. Yeah. But in this season, it's like not really been there. They've kind of sidelined all that stuff. They set up all this sort of turmoil for him. And how's this, how's this positive guy going to act when he gets tested? How's this yeah. guy that like, he's got, he's facing down the darkness and they don't, then they just kind of like, well, you know, we're not going to go into any of that. It's, that's Let's a just give him some more absurd puns that are yeah. for nineties babies. Let's have him know? walk in the room. And it's almost like a Saturday night live skit at this point where it's like, yeah. eh, you know, when sunshine comes out your ass, you got to come up and say that it's not like that. And everybody's like, ah, you know, when sunshine comes out your ass, you want to make sure you've got bounty. Yeah. <laughs> Charmin. Yeah. yeah. Charmin. Yeah, exactly. It's that, that kind of level of almost parody of himself, but I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe this just where this had to go, but yeah, I I'm enjoying it. Uh, but yeah, I, I have some of the same feelings. My biggest anticipation is, is what will happen between Nathan and, and, uh, Ed. Yeah, I, you know, is it that? is it eventually good? I mean, now is that Nathan's left West Ham, yeah. you know, is there going to be reconciliation? And you know, I mean, I don't. I mean, the show has constantly surprised me at every twist and turn. Every time I think it's going to be this, it's that instead. And most of the time, I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that that worked. I'm glad it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, which is why I keep coming back. Um, but yeah, I mean, even that folksy wisdom wisdom that was present in the first two seasons is not really even there with Ted anymore. No, it's been um, from other people. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it, 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 there's also been a lot of stuff that happened like off camera, like plot points that I was like, it, that, that always reeks of lazy writing to me. So I'm like, well, really? Like we didn't get to see that. Like, why didn't we get to see that? Or at least, you know, like, I get it. They're trying, I'm trying to. Like, to I'm trying know. to think about what you're referencing. Like Nathan, Nate doesn't quit on screen. He's the next episode. Uh, they're true, like, true, oh, he's true, in bed. Yeah. And he doesn't quit, and it's like, well, that doesn't seem earned. Like, why? Why did we have that? We had like him not go to the bar with with what's his name, the owner. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, I I don't know. I just then there's there's been some other things that were like just happened off screen, you know, like, uh, the guy retiring or whatever. Um, you know, we, the guy, the, this famous yeah. star guy just disappears and then he retires kind of off. I mean, they show it, but it's, it's, it, I don't no, know. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. What's, uh, what, what's your, ne- Oh, that's, that was your, my next thing is, uh, on kind of the same tip, better call Saul finally finished that. Did yeah. you, have you watched it? Never. You haven't? Um, the show's very good. Uh, I won't spoil anything. I was, <laughs> throughout the entire run of the show, I was like, holy shit, this is going to wind up being the best, uh, the best, the better than Breaking Bad. Yeah. And that last season, uh, it's, not, I, it, it's not bad, but it doesn't, it doesn't hit that for me. Um, and, and maybe it will hit that for you when you watch it, but, uh, which I'm kind of watch it. I'm a little critical of Breaking Bad because like it got hyped up to me so much, and then when I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, this is really great," but it wasn't like it's not like the defining piece of artwork of our time or whatever. But yeah, I think you know. that that show has suffered over time as a kind of a one trick pony. Yeah, that didn't exist when it was airing. Right when it was airing, it was 
this is the only show that we really see where every single loop is tied. Mm-hmm. There's no wasted story. Yeah. Everything relates to something else. And the novelty of that was so fresh. Plus all the other stuff of prestige television were there. So therefore this was prestige television that had a different thing that the Sopranos or game of Thrones or, or the wire or mm-hmm. Mad Men didn't necessarily have. Right. I think Mad Men and breaking bad <clears throat> are two sides of the same coin where breaking bad, every storyline tied itself off. Mm-hmm. And Mad Men was almost the opposite of that, right? We've got threads that never get tied off, which, in my opinion, is why Mad Men still reigns as a show that will transcend time because it's closer to life. Yeah, and it leads it right. le- it leaves some wonder. It leaves some like it leaves something for your imagination to be like, what happened to Sal? What happened to this? Well, like, where did they go? And yeah. how many how many threads in your life are actually yeah. tied off? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's more along the lines of the Sopranos side of, of mm-hmm. prestige TV because there's Sopranos is the flagship of not tying stuff up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Matthew Weiner went from the Sopranos to Mad Men. He did. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very yeah. good point. Uh, I'd say Better Call Saul, the characters I think are way better and well, more well written in Better Call Saul than in Breaking Bad. And okay. it is worth it to watch Rhea Seahorn, who plays the female lead, and uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk play those roles. And also, uh, the whole cast is just fantastic. So it's it's really worth watching. And that next to last season is incredible. Uh, that next to last season of it, the, the well, I can't, I think season five or whatever. I think that was better than anything in Breaking Bad. But that last season doesn't stick the landing for me, like overall, in a way that makes me go, oh, well, that was better than Breaking Bad. But it's impossible not to compare the two. You know, they're in the same universe. It's this and that. But like, I do think that Vince Gilligan is is a very talented storyteller and, and particularly character character developer, you know? Absolutely. Um, there's, there's no question. I mean, it's a great show. It just doesn't it just doesn't transcend the same way. No, it's not as bad as like the way Game of Thrones handled no, its own it, ending. But it, I, it, yeah, I mean, I, I think Breaking Bad has one of the best endings, best finales I've ever seen of a TV show. Like, it wraps things up in a way that like I did not expect, and I really, I watched it was like, wow, that was kind of awesome. Um, but the overall package, the whole thing is like, you know, I don't know. Not as I I think it I think you're right I think over time it's not going to be as well received. Um, it's not going to matter as much. No, I saw I saw off. a truck just last week with a Heisenberg sticker on the back and I was like really <laughs> yeah. like you, really still, still that's still, still yeah that's yeah. like seeing a you know an Obama sticker on the back of a car yeah <laughs> sorry yeah or a Chance the Rapper sticker <laughs> oh too soon too soon uh all right well we can wrap this thing up uh happy episode 200 uh you can check us out uh at iowltos.com our shitty website you can email us i only like their old stuff at gmail.com and you can find us where podcasts are are found like perhaps spotify uh maybe on apple uh you got anything else no i'm good i guess that's it we out
We'll see you next time. Have a good night.